0: how did you how did you craft a better a better democracy because at core we want democracy but it needs to have regulations on it now people say america's a democracy no we're not we are a constitutional republic the constitution is what outlines how we utilize democracy be it at state federal it doesn't matter that's what it entails and people need to understand that
1: Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said.
0: <laughs> fifteen cars
1: and fifteen restless riders. Three conductors and twenty-five sacks on all along the southbound odyssey The train pulls out at Kankakee And roads along past houses, farms and fields Passing trains that have no name And great yards full of old black men And the graveyards of the rusted automobile Good morning. Bag that holds the bottle. Feel the wheels rumbling beneath the floor, and the song.
0: Good morning, America. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke. I want to apologize because I'm feeling a little under the weather again. I'm still getting over this cold that I had. Uh, It's also just me in the studio today because Josh is out having to do his thing today. I'm not sure what he's got going. He texted me this morning. He's like, hey, I'm not going to make it until later this afternoon. So normally he's got um, he's got kid duties. (laughs) He's got he's got kid duties. So I totally get it. Uh, He should be in later today, but I don't think he's going to come on the show today. But anyway, it's going to be a really quick show today, folks. Um, I have so much stuff I've got to get get done. Uh, A lot of errands and business I have to attend to. Tomorrow, Sheila and I are flying out to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Excuse me if I pronounce that wrong. Um, And we're going to be attending the Rumble, or excuse me, not Rumble, the RNC debates that will be hosted by the city. And I believe um, it starts. Oh, you know what? When I tell you, I've got so much information coming at me all at once right now. I have a million different things to get to. So I don't want to give you the wrong time here. So, uh, let me, let me, I'll I'll be tweeting about it. I'll tweet I'll tweet you all this information. If you don't follow me on Twitter, it's John Burke 39. You should be following me. Why? Because we need more people out there spitting hard truths and savage facts like yours truly. Um, No, I love, I got to do the grandstanding a little bit. Apparently it's a a technique that a lot of people utilize that makes them more appealing to, I don't know. For me, it's just, I think if you're just being your authentic asshole self, you're going to go a very long way when people, because I think people generally or by and large can see through um, facades, if you will. They can see through entertainment stuff. And I think like the more effective or excuse me, the more authentic you are, if you don't have a lot of people that like you, well that's fine, at least you're true to yourself. But I feel like a lot of these people on these these main stages, they really fabricate who they are. They're not very authentic. It just feels like the way you the way I talk here on the podcast, the way I talk here on the show, there's no change. Anybody that's actually met me in real life, there's no change to how I am in real life either. It's literally the same passion, the same level of commitment to truth and facts and the constitution. Uh, there's, there's no difference there. So people that have come into the store and shaken my hand, um, whatever the case may be, there's, there's no change. There's really not. There's, there's no need to be. Because I feel like, again, when you're authentic, right there, I think, is the first lie a lot of these people inadvertently create is this who they are outside of where they stand on, on these shows and stuff. It's like, that's not who they truly are. Um, so like I said, I, I think that's a good way of going about just being appealing. And if you're not appealing to a certain demographic of people, that's fine. Um, but that's why I think I'm, I'm, growing on Twitter a lot again, because, um, in fact, I know, I know it's why I'm growing again. I made a tweet and it's going pretty, uh, it's going pretty big on Twitter over the weekend. I was, I was hunting this weekend, by the way. And uh, I got a dough. I got a dough. So to tell you the tweet, let me first back it up. Um, uh, I got I got one dough. I just didn't I didn't have. Um, uh, where do I start? There was so much disappointment in this trip. Oh, here we go. So I drive to a place over towards Austin, and I'm I'm over by Dallas. So it's about a four hour drive, and you know. And this is the weird part about it. Half the fun of this experience are the details that, that, that come along with this. So the drive is part of it. And with the drive comes the consuming of, I, again, I do love the Twitter spaces. I love listening to other people's opinions. Um, if I shouted out some of these people, unless you're on Twitter with me, you wouldn't know who they are. But what I love about it, like Crokey and Tim Cool, I said Cool, not pool. Um, these, and I know that sounds so crazy to say, but these are individuals that I, and they're not very big. They don't have large accounts, but they are so intelligent. Listening to them, I think one of them is actually a lawyer, and getting to sit there and listen to them dispel a lot of these leftist-driven myths and even MAGA-driven myths. I won't even, I won't even lie about that. Um, it's very insightful, and I wish more people would. They, they're like Rob Nor. I, why, why don't they have bigger followings? What they have to say is so incredibly intelligent. They articulate their points very well. Um, I remember Tim cool months ago when I first got back on Twitter and he was, uh, uh, he was this random dude that I'm just listening to. I was like, man, this guy has a lot of common sense. He's got, and then he, when it comes to debate, he's very good at it. He was debating a lot of people on the same side, primarily from the Trump team. He's a DeSantis guy. And I like the facts that he brought. So that kind of opened me up. They opened the door to to people in his circle. And you can tell a lot about a person by who they surround themselves with. And the people that I've seen him surround himself with, specifically Crokey and the rest of them, um, just very intelligent, well-articulated people. And I love listening to them. But the drive, the four-hour drive was um, made easy by consuming a lot of common sense content. And it came from them specifically. And I'm grateful for those people. They probably don't even realize that. But uh, the four hour drive, we get there and, you know, I check into this hotel and the, the top story of the hotel apparently just reeks of weed. This is in, um, oh God, what, what's the town? Uh, I forget. I can't even tell you. It, it was just irrelevant to me. I, didn't, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. But we get this hotel and the top story of it's a motel sex. Uh, somebody needs to tell Tom Beaudet, um, they left the light off the light is off. It's horrible. It is a, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. This hotel is like on its, it's like got the death rattle going. It's on its last leg. You pull up and it's just like, Oh wow. Like, am I going to get robbed when I sleep? Like this is bad. Uh, but anyway, the rooms are like a hundred dollars like fair enough because I'm getting there so late. I, I pulled in at like eight, eight 30. And you know, my buddy Andy and I, we hunt together and we go get a bite to eat. We go back to the hotel and it's by then it's like nine, nine 30. We gotta be up pretty early so you know to spend the spend the four or five hours there at that hotel for 100 bucks fair enough even if it's in the ghetto I can make it happen. so um, that's my barber sorry I have to I'm, I'm getting my hair cut I gotta go I have to look presentable before I go because I don't know what I'm doing at these debates. I'm still clueless. I know I'm going, I know I I will be able to listen to them, but I don't know if Rumble has me streaming there. I'm still, I have a call today at two with Rumble and they're going to give me more briefing on that. So, and again, a big shout out to Rumble Video. Thank you for inviting me. I I sincerely appreciate it. Don't think for a second though, this means I won't criticize you. That's that's what you get with me. That's what you get with me. When people listen to the show, I want them to at least have the warm and fuzzy of like, look, John is for DeSantis, but I will also openly criticize DeSantis when I feel he does wrong. We need more of this. It it helps further a cause. It helps ultimately guide people back towards the truth, which is, or in the truth, in the political spectrum being the constitution. I think that when we take that approach, regardless of which political side we're on, left, right, MAGA, dissent, it doesn't matter. Uh, By the way, Doug Burgum uh, suspended his campaign today. I will I'm not, I'm not going to rip this guy. He ran a good, he, bro, oh, this is, (laughs) this is what I hate about this. Almost everything he said on that debate stage, I agreed with. I mean, did did, did 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 any of you, I'm watching Rumble and Kick chats right now. Kick, I love you. I love you, Kick. I don't want you to feel neglected. I, I love you so much. You're always going to be special to me. But right now, Kick is, is also served as the backup. Rumble is where we're going primarily on. But Kick will not stop. It will not stop. So unless Rumble wants to sign me to an exclusivity contract, which they were talking about, so we'll say, I don't know. But Kick is always going to be there. I'm not going to delete it. I love you guys, you my my precious little savages over on Kick. I love you so much. Pat you on the heads. Good job, Kick. Now, I I do sincerely appreciate all the love over on Kick. You know that is the backup. My audience has traveled with me. Those that still remember me because we've been banned so many times. I lost my Instagram account this weekend. Um, got it back thankfully because I guess it's a thing of fraud. And I I just I don't know. I don't get it. Apparently JT from Black Rifle, a mutual friend of ours, said yeah he's just dealing with the same thing. It's like I don't know what's going on right now. But, uh, anyway, back to the hunting trip, um, spending that amount of money, like a hundred bucks is worthwhile. So go to sleep and my back has been killing me. My lower lumbar, I got to buy a new mattress. Um, it's just, there's, there's no support. So my lower lumbar has been really sore and, uh, all driving up there, staying there. Just my back is just low. It's been inflamed. I can feel it's just massively inflamed. And like an idiot, um, I didn't take the topicals that we offer at Shell Shock, and I did last night, and my back feels great. (laughs) I'm just that stupid. Uh, Matter of fact, and yeah, I am gonna plug this because it works. It was Topical Thunder. Topical Thunder. I keep forgetting to do this stuff. It's like, bro, you own this company. Maybe try using your own products. And I do. I take the Delta 8 and the CBD oil uh, regularly. But the Topical Thunder, folks, I'm telling you, this stuff is incredible. If you have never tried it, also, this comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. If it does not work, I will give you your money back. So I rubbed some of this on last night. Sheila did it for me, and I'm not going to get into details on that because it's a little hubba-hubba. But And we probably have kids listening. Uh, Well, hopefully we don't. This is not a kid-friendly show. I'm trying to pull back on the cussing. Um, But no, sincerely, ShellshockCD.com. Get the topical thunder. It works wonders. But my back have been bothering me, so I'm sitting... um, excuse me, I'm, I'm driving up there. My back's inflamed. I'm trying to sleep, no sleep. And we had to be up, I think at like zero four, normally it's like three, but we had to be up at four and then drive at least 20 minutes down. And so we get there and it's always nice being around the guys, the guys that you only see like once a, yeah, once a year that, um, you know, for hunting purposes, it's nice that, you know, everybody is uh, they're there for one common goal. If it's brown, it's down. And I'm referring to hunting. Don't take that out of context. I know people will, and I really don't care because it's funny. But we're there to kill, we're there to get meat. And um, it's always such a great time. And if you follow the show, I was there, I want to say, what was it? What, Rumble. What, it was like two months ago. No shots, nothing. Couldn't get anything. And unfortunately, it does come with the territory when you hunt. Um, so, and I apologize for the sniffles. Um, we're out there and you know, it's just, it's the most beautiful thing ever when you're in that blind and the sun's coming up and you're kind of at one with nature, but I'll be the first one to tell you, I wasn't. I, um, I was arguing with people on Twitter. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible. It sounds horrible to say this, I know, but I was, I was, you know, there's three of us in this, this blind and you know, all of us, we know our sectors of fire. You know, the sun's not up yet. We're waiting for that feeder to go off. And I don't want to hear it from you elitist, honey, you feeder, but I'm sitting there and I'm just like, bro, if I got time to kill, don't tell me that half of you don't sit on there and like argue with people on the internet, on specifically Twitter. I mean, if you don't, you probably have a much higher level of mental health than I do (laughs) because I don't know. It's it's very toxic. But for me, I don't read comments on my posts from the haters. I, I just don't. I only receive notifications from people I follow. And those are people that I'll usually have good faith discussions with. And also debates, might I add. Also debates. Um, but this one, it was just that, you know, we keep seeing the adoption of the polls thing. That Donald Trump keeps, uh, keeps prevalent in the news. He just did a, an interview uh, with another, the Moms for America podcast. I believe it is something like that. And just to sit down and, and listen to this. It's like, look, if you're pro-Trump, that's fine. But I want the truth. I want facts. That's what I want. And... Um, I was listening to this and I I was listening to people listening or their opinions, rather, were writing their opinions on this podcast or this interview, rather, excuse me. And um, kudos to them. They got Donald Trump. Like, that's awesome. Good for you Uh, to see your individual podcast blow up like that, that, Hey, my hat's off to you, Be you left, right from an entrepreneurial spirit. It's just like, good for you. I'm, I'm happy for you sincerely, because even if I disagree with your politics, entrepreneurship is a dying thing because in this economy, how many people do you know that actually want to start businesses that actually pull through on it? Because it's insane right now. It is insane. Thank you, Joe Biden. And I apologize for the sniffles. But anyway, um, I was listening to that, and I was arguing with people on Twitter, as naturally I'm going to do. And uh, finally the sun comes up. That, that uh, deer blind uh, or that feeder goes off. I think it went off at like what? Five or no, seven. I think it was seven. It went off. Right when the sun's coming up and nothing. Had no, we had one... One buck showed, um, and it was like, I think a four pointer and I was like, nah, uh, I'm there to meat hunt this time. I, I'm not looking for a buck. I mean, if I can find a good, decent sized buck, cause clearly bucks are bigger than does. And when it comes to meat, um, they're better in my opinion, but, um, the package was like four does for like, I think $1,300. And this is a private hunt or it's a, uh, well not, it is private, but anybody can get access to it if you, uh, if you know the guy and it's a high fenced hunt. So there's white tail galore. And for me, the intention is like, I'm just trying to fill my freezer. I, uh, Sheila makes amazing deer tacos. We're actually, uh, not tonight, but I think, well, I got to put them in the freezer now. The uh, back straps, I can't wait to grill those bad boys. Woo, mama. But uh, so and I, my mind's all over the place, folks, today. I'm sorry that I, there's no consistency in my, my, my storytelling here because there's a lot I want to get to um, and a lot I still have to do today. And... I'm sitting there with that buck. It was like, no. So finally we're going to, we're going to get on our little ATV and we're going to start riding around the property and see if we can kind of shake them up a little bit, get them moving. And fortunately enough, we did. Uh, we turn around the, we drive around this one little bend. There's a feeder there and there was two dough right there. And uh, there was about maybe 150 meter shot. And I see him through the clearing or her rather. And there's some brush in the way. And I just take the shot anyway. It's like, let me just try because I don't think the brush is going to create that big of an issue It's these are we're talking about minimal brush, we're not talking about big saplings or trees, we're talking about like just regular brush. And so, I take the shot and she drops right there, no pain felt, dead instantly. And, uh, you know, as the habit is, always bear, uh, bear, bend, bend my head and thank the good Lord above. I put that hand on the deer, and you know, I thank the God above for providing me this meat. I thank the deer for giving her life to feed my family, it does not go to waste. I waste nothing so. It was nice to have that first dough. Then my buddy Andy killed his uh, about 30 minutes after. And after that, nothing, nothing. So uh, we took the deer back. I started skinning mine and getting that, you know, quartering, getting all that stuff done. And then we went to go get something to eat. Andy had to take off because, you know, he was just there to tag out one dough. Because the previous time we went, he'd filled his tags almost minus one. He got his, so, and he had like a five-hour drive ahead of him. I'm like, hey, bro, um, go. I I get it. So it was just me and the guy, Jared. And I think Jared uh, might listen to the show. I don't know. He knows of the show. And his wife actually, uh, purchased some of our CBD and I'm grateful for that. And he took a picture of the truck, the shell shock truck. I've got it wrapped and it works from an entrepreneurial standpoint, folks. If you have the ability to wrap your stuff, it's not just for sex anymore. (laughs) It's not just for sex anymore. Look, if you've got a business that you own, uh, that you're anything that you want to promote, spend the money and wrap your vehicle. It's one of the greatest ways to advertise. And I'm not talking about small. I think to wrap our truck was about $3,000. I won't lie on that. But we wrapped the entirety of the thing and uh, you can get better deals out. And I shouldn't say better, excuse me. You can get deals that are more aligned and fit with you, what you want. If you want to just do a door, you want to do a tailgate, clearly. But I wrapped the entirety of the truck and it's it's paid off. It's paid off a lot. More people are getting exposed to shell shock and we greatly appreciate that. Um, so, uh, he bought, his wife bought some CBD, but anyway, so we kind of, we, he had to go fill some feeders and stuff. And I, I was uh, relaxing the truck. I turned the seat heater on cause my back was just killing me. And I'm also trying to deal with this whole Instagram banning my account. And I'm to the point now where it's just like, it's not worth it. It is really not worth it. They, they ban you for the most ridiculous. I, I posted a video a video of a man beating a woman in uh, the Middle East. I'm not sure which country it was. I'm thinking based upon her dress, Afghanistan. Um, and I was like, this is Islam. This is Islam. It's still practiced today. How do you know this? They all had cell phones filming that bad boy. They live in dirt poor conditions, but God help them. They don't have an Apple iPhone in their hand. While this dude in the name of Allah is beating the snot out of this woman. What for? We don't know. But is there any reason to have the village around? Matter of fact, let me pull it up on Instagram. You need to see this. You need to see this. This is modern day. Hold on. This is modern day Islam. It is still practiced this way in the Middle East. So when people say, oh, there's nothing wrong with Islam, you don't know what you're talking about. So I thought it was this video that got me banned. But let me go ahead and pull it up for you right here. Um, Hopefully you guys can see it. Make sure that my view—it's just me in the studio normally. Okay, so you can see it. Here's the video. You see this man? Uh, he is—he's beating the snot out of this one with a belt, no less. And she is sitting there taking it. It's—it's it's disgusting. I don't know if I can turn the audio up. You can hear it. Yeah, you can hear this. Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's laying into her. You tell me. You want that in America? You want this in America, folks? This is modern day Islam. It's the same as ancient Islam. This is what they practice. Now, look at this village. Look at just the entire village is there surrounding this person. All the men. Look at them on their phones. Why? You're videotaping this. There's kids in the audience. It's ridiculous, but this is Islam. So I posted that video and I thought that's what got me banned, but apparently it was a fraud thing. I was like, all right, sure it is. Okay. But I got my Instagram back, but I'm just kind of the point where Instagram shadow banned me so hard. We've been stuck at like 9,800 followers over there forever. And it's like, whatever. I'm, I'm just done with you. I, I see more success on Twitter. So that's where I'm going to go. But anyway, we tool around and finally we're going to get in the blind about three 30 and uh, the blind goes or the uh, feeder goes off around 4:15. I think it is it's when the deer start to move again. And um it, it, it warmed up a little bit, but excuse me for the sniffles. And finally, um the deer blind, uh the feeder goes off at four or excuse me, three thirty and then again at four fifteen. And the deer are raised that when they hear that sound, they're gonna come eat. Now you can sit there and say, Oh, this is so horrible. Okay, well you, you give me a better way of hunting deer, because those suckers spook in an instant. If you've ever been a hunter, you've ever been hunting, you know. Um those suckers, they spook at anything. A cough, a, a twig snap. It's difficult to hunt, but anyway, the purpose is getting meat. So the feeder goes off and outcome <laughs> at least four, four fawns right off the go. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. But I was just like, well, where there's fawns, like I couldn't tell if they've been weaned. I mean, clearly they're weaned yet, but normally you, you want to see, you want to see if there's like mothers still hanging around, but in some cases there's not, because it's like once they're weaned, they're on their own. But um, there was one female doe that came out. She had to be eight or nine years old. And, you know, she was, she's, she's smart. She knew the, she knew the deer blind and she was watching us very, very cautiously. And, you know, we're sitting there going and no shot. I couldn't take a shot. We saw a few spikes out there, some, um, some baby bucks, some little uh, button bucks. You can't take shot. I'm not going to shoot those. It's just not worth it. Let them grow, let them get bigger. And, uh, so unfortunately we had nothing, nothing. So I went home with one doe, dropped it off the feeder. Um, or the deer processor yesterday morning, and uh, had a really good day yesterday. Yesterday was a, uh, I hope you did too. Yesterday was a wonderful Sunday, and uh, went first things go drop the deer meat off, and this I think I don't know if Sheila's dealt with this before, but I brought her with me. It's like uh, okay, here's the deal. I killed the meat. What do you want? And she's like, what can we get? It's like, oh baby, come on, we're we're about to go. I'm about to show you what uh, what they have to. Oh fajita meat, meatballs. Ham-. She looks at this menu, is like they can do all this. It's like baby. Welcome to hunting. (laughs) She got excited. So I think we got like four pounds of fajita meat. um, And then we got the rest of the hamburger and maybe some, I think she did like some hot links. So she's excited for that. I'm excited to see how excited she gets about this. Like, oh, I can't wait to do the, uh, the, um, the fajita meat. It's going to be so good. I've never actually had uh, fajita meat made with that. And we did a 20% fat ad to make a little bit more flavorful. But then again, like I said, venison is one of the, uh, the most tasty and healthy meats for you. So I highly suggest that. But anyway, while I was sitting in that blind, um, Trump decided to put out this call for unity. Uh, A call for unity, talking about that we need to unite. And I'm sorry, I cannot abide by that. I cannot agree with this. DeSantis has finished Iowa. He's pushing into New Hampshire now. And he's he's resonating very well in Iowa. We're going to see. When the caucus votes, I think it's in January, first week of January, I think, we're going to see where DeSantis stands. I think that's going to be a metric to determine how effective and how efficient his campaign is going to be. We'll see. If he doesn't take Iowa, I think it's, I mean, because Iowa is right now, I forget what the actual um, date is, but New Hampshire's right behind him, but I think by a week. So he's pushing hard into Iowa, uh, into New Hampshire. So, um, But Trump, and he's gaining momentum, whether you want to agree to that or not. He's gaining momentum. And Trump puts out this call for unity. He's changed his political tactic from the nonstop attacks against the Sands, which, by the way, attacked him again this morning uh, for something to do with a college football game. Or uh, Did you see this? I've gotten to the point where I'm just kind of like, I, I just have to ignore because I don't. it's like the ramblings of somebody that's just angry and upset and tweeting at two in the morning, angry tweeting. It's like, dude, have a beer, you know, toke a little bit and calm down like you need to seriously stop. But anyway, I saw him blaming for Santos on something else. And when you do it so much, it loses the appeal. It loses the authenticity. And I think people are just kind of like, dude, you're blaming everybody. and th- But that's what Trump does. That's what he does. So anyway, he puts out this message of unity. And I put out a tweet in response to this. And I'm not sure where the tweet's at now. <clears throat> it's... um. Last I checked, it had like upwards of 300,000 views or something like that. A lot of pissed off trolls in the comments, but I don't, I don't care. I don't read those stuffs, those comments. But anyway, uh, welcome to the savages. I don't give a damn what you think about me. Like, I really don't care. I'm not going to change my positioning. I've been arguing with Bill Mitchell in the DMs about his positioning on Trump. It's like, no, dude, I'm I'm not going to unite with MAGA. Absolutely not. I've I've laid out the plan why I will not vote for Donald Trump. It's not because I just don't think he can be the left. He is the left. He is a Democrat by policies alone. And people don't want to hear that. That's fine. That's on you. You want to still vote for that? That's okay. That, that's up to you. But I'm not going to unite with this. I'm not going to unite with a Democrat to run against Democrats. And if our Democrat wins, we get more Democrat policy. This, this, this it, it doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't make sense. And Bill Mitchell seems to think otherwise. It's like but Then vote how you want. But anyway, uh, I mean, am I, am I off on this with the, disac- with the, the that, <laughs> well, yeah, the, the sanctimonious, the meatball run now, again, that's cosmetic. That's the primaries. Welcome to the primaries, but you, you really set the bar low when you, you, you lobbed out pedophiles like, dude, we're done. Like I'm done with you. Absolutely not. But I don't want to make this about Trump. Anyway, that's what happened this week. Went home with one dough, was excited for that. And, um, well, I mean, excited as you can be. I was wanting to get four total, but here we are. But anyway, <clears throat> all right, let's get to the show. Enough of my BS. Oh, again, I am so sorry I got this Nevilles folks. I want Trump because he wants payback. But is payback the reasoning that we want a president? Like, here's the deal. I don't want a president that's going to go after the left in that capacity. I want a president that's going to worry about the voters. That's going to worry about the people. Now, maybe those two things can coincide, in your opinion, p- potentially. But he didn't do it in the first term. He got, he got steamrolled. I can't agree with that. And the policies, and then uh, DeSantis just made a, uh, made a, his position in very clear. He wants to abolish the Department of Education, kick it back down to the states. Yes, I agree with that, 100%. Um, and there were some other things. I didn't get a chance to look. I was on the ride home. Um, I was listening to my friend Reese's space, and she, she and her friends have very, very insightful, good spaces. Everybody was wanting to talk polling. I am so tired of talking polling. The polling argument has been debunked time and time again. And this is the problem that I've seen with a lot of DeSantis people is that here, are you listening? You see, I'm criticizing DeSantis people here. I hope you're paying attention. No, it's, it's just that when you allow Trump to control the narrative, now it's the polls. It's the polls. When he starts to lose on policy stances, when it comes to things like COVID, the Newsom, and I'm going to talk about the Newsom uh, debate. Um it feels like forever since I did my last show. I came in today. I was like, "Man, it feels like a week has went by." But I did get a chance to watch the debates, and I'm sorry, folks. Um, I don't care who you are. If you watch that debate, there is no way you can agree to the point that Newsom won in any capacity. In any capacity, if you really think that Gavin Newsom, because folks, look, if you've listened to me, you know I'll concede. To the fact when our political oppositions make good points, we have to do that. The reasoning for it is if they make good points, we should be focusing on this thing. Okay, well, look, if Democrats are right on this, what are we getting wrong? Now, if Democrats are wrong on something, we must clearly be hopefully be getting it right. Not always. I think sometimes both parties can be wrong, but still. And I, I try and call balls and strikes. But what I saw on that stage was a slaughter. I went and saw, um, I went and saw Andrea Pacelli, uh, over the, uh, the debate night. I didn't get a chance to watch the debates that night. I really wanted to, everybody was so hyped for it. And <clears throat> unfortunately, um, I had to watch it the next day. I watched this debate folks and I was watching Twitter I mean, I was watching Twitter. And of course, and I think I talked about this on the previous show that, you know, of course the Santos people are going to say, oh, he did great. Trump people are always going to say Trump did great. Newsom's people are going to say Newsom did great. It's, just, it's to be expected. It's just how it works. Um, but no, when I sat down and I watched the debate, uh, he got he got slaughtered. That was a career-ending debate. If, if Newsom had not been in an already appointed political position that he got voted into, well, he did. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going to further this whole rigged elections nonsense on every case that I don't like a politician. But the thing is, he's in California. It is a blue stronghold. Um, it's like the Mecca of uh, progressive failed policies. But if, if Newsom had not already had an appointed position or elected position, his political career would have been over. Over. You, he couldn't debate him at all. There were no facts there. There were no The statistics that he pulled, he pulled out of the ether. They weren't true. But that's the nature of politics. You can lie and get away with it. Now we live in an age where people are fact-checking right then and there saying, Newsom's claim here, it's actually not true. And that's why I think a lot of the reason why a lot of people do not like Twitter as much anymore is because of the community notesing, which is the fact-checking, which is a community-based one. People can actually bring in sources and say, this is incorrect, here's why, and give you references to the actual uh, data that is truthful. And people don't like that. Because before it was just, they tell a lie, and it's on you, the listener, to debunk said lie. Most people are lazy. They're like, ah, eh, whatever. But now with community notes on Twitter, oh, they take it to them. They take it to them. And DeSantis destroyed him. I did like seeing that DeSantis. It was a very good to see Ron in that that role, the attacking Ron, the Ron that went out there against the press. It was good. It was a good uh, good thing to say. But I think I talked about this on the last show. And um, but yeah, really good time, really good debate. Uh, well, I say good. Uh, if you've watched me, if you watched the previous Rumble stream, I, I streamed the, the debate, and <laughs> after three quarters of the way through, I had stuff to do. I was like, I'm, I'm tired with this. Newsom was not making any good uh, good faith conversations or good faith discussions. It really triggered me, it, not triggered me, I hate saying that. It really, the, the red flag, or excuse me, the white flag was thrown in his part when he said, it's Kamala, it's Kamala, not Kamala. Who do you think you are? It's like, bro, okay, stop. No, we're done. We're done. It's like, this is ridiculous. We're, we're, this is ridiculous. Like, this is what you want to debate now? Because Newsom was trying to straw man it. And then positioning himself as if like, look at me, I'm defending the minority VP. Look how what a, Look what a good white liberal I am. I just told the lie. Don't you attack my black VP. And her name is Kamala. Well, she also locked up a lot of black dudes. So you tell me what matters more the correct pronunciation of her name or what she actually did. You tell me what matters more. That's politics. That's politics. Ah, all right. Ah. Folks, um, did you know we got the new energy stick flavors from Shell Shock CBD? Our energy stick packs, we got the new flavors in. They are now live on the website. They are now live on the website. If you've not checked it out, we're going to do a little experiment together. I got the website pulled up right here. Shellshockcbd.com. We're going to go shop. Pardon me. We're going to go to... uh, well, the CBD teas are about to be, uh, we're about to remove them because you know, a lot of people don't, uh, they're, they're one of our slowest moving products. The new energy drink mix are, are here. They're here. We even have sample packs for 10 bucks. You can try it. You can try it. Normal is uh, 60 bucks with the ice shaker that we have 90 bucks. It's great. Actually, Gronk's brother owns this company. We purchased some of his shakers from him. That's Gronkowski's brother. I forget his name. Forgive me for this. But we got the energy drink mixes They're now. And oh my God, they taste great. They taste so good. The new flavors are here. It's time to mix up your favorite energy drink. Oh, by the way, Sheila loves mixing these with um, LaCroix. Is that it? Is that what it's called? LaCroix? It's the bubbly stuff. I do not like carbonated water. I, I, I Going to places like Argentina or over in Europe, when you order water, it's sans gas. I, I do not like carbonated water. It's like, okay. If I'm going to drink a Coke without the flavor, what's the point? In that? Like, what is the point in this? I'm already bloating myself. I mean, come on, come on. Um, do they come in a variety pack? You know, maybe we should do that. Maybe, maybe that, that might not be a bit, but that involves us having to actually mix the packages, but I'm not saying it's not possible. You can get, you can buy the flavor. You can buy the, uh, excuse me, the, the, um, the energy drink uh, flavor or the uh, mix what is this one called? It's defined as the uh, the flavor packet bundle. Let's face it, many energy drinks these days contain shady ingredients and tons of sugar. We made sure to carefully formulate Shell Shock CBD energy drink mix with less sugar and natural ingredients that actually work. So you're not left wondering what you just drank. We added our own high-quality CBD and CBG ice, and people asked for CBG. We got it. Isolate to pack a powerful punch alongside caffeine, uh, citrate, uh, theanine, and natural terpene blend to keep your energy levels strong and steady all day long. Our CBD energy drink mix sampler pack is the perfect way to try out our natural and effective energy drink and amp up your day. All products are made and grown in the United States of America and lab tested for potency and purity. Want to make sure you're getting good products out there, folks. It's what we do. We pride ourselves on this. Check it out. It's on the uh, website now. We have the kiwi strawberry. <clears throat> People love this. Uh, we got the fruit punch. We have the standard lemonade still. The lemonade's not going anywhere. So now we've added them. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Matter of fact, here is the link to it. If you want to go over there, use code Burke. Save yourself some money. Go check it out. Rumble chat. It's there. Kick. I'm going to post it in your your chat as well. Boom. There it is. You've been asking for the new flavors. It took us a while because we wanted to come to this, this conclusion of these actually taste good um, because I think a lot of people out there I've had, you know, I, I always drink pre-workout uh, before the gym. Sometimes I'll use ours, but ours, I feel like ours, it's, it's like it lasts a long time. I, that's why I say Sheila won't drink the energy or drink mix like uh, I think after lunch-ish. It's going to keep you going. And it, when I drink it, I'll forget it. if it's after lunch, I, I don't sleep very well that night. Cause I'm still like what ready to go. It's that potent folks, but it doesn't give you the tinglies. That's the crate. It's like a clean energy burn. So you should check it out. But, um, I know a lot of pre-workouts out there, pre-workouts, they have this, this flavor on there and you try it. It's like, this doesn't taste anything like that. It tastes disgusting. Uh, I've seen, uh, rain, uh, drinks, even bang energy. And I do love their energy drinks. I still consume. I need to stop. I know, um, but some of their flavors, like, this does not taste. Like, who who, who let this go? Like, who, who QT'd this thing? Because it is not good. Or QC'd, excuse me. So, I don't know. But there it is. There's a shout-out for the day. All right, there is something I wanted to do on the show, folks. And it's illegal in 48 states. Nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I- I've done a lot of thought. And I feel like when we see politicians in general... I don't. I don't think this 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 matters which side of the political aisle you're on. I feel a lot of the issues that we face as a country united, these United States of America, which in many cases we are clearly not united. Uh, but even in olden days, we were not united. It was united in name only in regards to like you know, we have to be united against England. You know, um, Louis over there acting up. We got to do, do. We got to do. We got to unite. But that's the beauty of America, though. While we are United States. We are individual states within this country. I love that about this country, like the things that we have. And I think as you get older, you tend to actually start to recognize that it's not the same in every state. It's not the same in every state. I like that. I do. That's true democracy at practice right there. Um, But anyway, I feel like a lot of the reasons that we are in the situation that we are currently in is due to politicians making or creating these lies, and the voting base buys it. What I'm trying to tell you is I've said this many times on the show. It's voter ignorance that gets us into these positions that we are in. Because if voters don't know, say like a president comes out there and says, hey, like Joe Biden talks about like, uh, you know, he's made all kinds of promises. Trump's done it. DeSantis does it. Every every politician makes a promise. They make a lot of promises. It's what their campaigns are based upon. Um, this is nothing new. Reagan did it too. This is what they do. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to create this juxtaposition of like, you know, they're all bad. Some of them do make good on their campaign promises. That's that's what we want. That's what we expect. But some of these promises made, we need to be able to see through and say, wait a minute, you don't have the power to do that. That comes from Congress. So voter ignorance plays a crucial role in this. Because if you can't sit there and debunk a lie when it's told to you, regardless of which politician tells it, well, then, of course, they're going to keep dunking on you. They're going to keep playing upon the ignorance of the common voter. And it's a very dangerous thing. We got to wake up, folks. We got to educate. And I'm, I'm, look, I'm not sitting here preaching to you from behind this microphone as if I'm exempt from this criticism. I'm not. Hell, folks, I'm going to lead by example. There are, I've been doing a lot more reading on the Federalist Papers, the arguments made behind them, to understand the true premise of what the Constitution is about. The, the values, the principles of liberty and freedom, what they are, what they're supposed to be how, how they're going to be equally applied across the board. So to, I tell you all that to tell you this on the show now, and you've got to remind me to do this and I'm going to do it. We're doing it today. We're going to break down the constitution together. That's right, folks. Get you, get your backpack ready. Get your little folders color coded. Red is for math. Remember? Remember that? That little red folder. That's for math. Cause red represents hell. Cause I hated math. <laughs> We're going back to the days where we need to start learning. We're going to start learning again. And we're going to start reading the constitution together. Very small snippets. I'm not going to devote. and No, small snippets. All right. So with that being said, we're going to start every show like this. Every show beginning, we're going to do this. Okay. Today, we're going to start with a preamble. This is coming to us from constitutioncenter.org. Constitutioncenter.org. Uh And let's, let's start with this. It says we, the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union and establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Now, You got to remember, this is an official document. Lawyers reference these words in some of their defenses and and, and a lot of their cases. This preamble serves as legal substance, specifically like we see the uh, promote the general welfare as pertaining to the role of the government. Promote the general welfare. Welfare being what? The state of, the wellness state of. Hence, that open southern border you're clearly violating the Constitution. This is a direct violation of the Southern votes, Southern states' welfare and being. Am I wrong on this one? I am not. Now, let's listen to this interpretation. We have some expert. I am not a legal expert. I am not going to sit there and give this position as if I am. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. That's why I bring lawyers on the show. It's like, look, you tell me. That's why I love listening to a lot of lawyers on both sides of this. Because I feel like there's a lot to learn about our legal system and then a lot to be disappointed by to tell you the truth. All right. Let's read this. Um, oh, God, this is a lot here. We're going to go with a few paragraphs. The preamble of the U.S. Constitution, the document's famous first 52 words, includes everything that is to follow in the Constitution's seven articles and 27 amendments. It proclaims who is adopting this Constitution. We, the people of the United States. It describes why it is being adopted the purposes behind the enactment of America's Charter of Government. And it describes what is being adopted, the Constitution. A single authoritative written text to serve as fundamental law of the land. Written constitutionalism was distinctly American innovation. Distinctively American innovation. And for those that don't remember, don't know, uh, right on the heels of ours, France had their revolution. And they were asking our forefathers, Franklin, Jefferson, Adams, a lot of these guys like, Um, how did you do it? How did you, how did you craft a better, a better democracy? Because at core, we want democracy, but it needs to have regulations on it. Now people say America's a democracy. No, we're not. We are a constitutional republic. The constitution is what outlines how we utilize democracy, be it at state, federal, it doesn't matter. That's what it entails. And people need to understand that. Um... The word preamble, while accurate, does not quite capture the full importance of this provision. Preamble might be taken, we think wrongly, to imply that these words are merely an opening. And I, I have not even read this yet. I haven't even read. And they're dead on the money with this. I love this. I love this. Uh, might be taken that we think wrongly to imply that these words are merely an opening rhetorical flourish or frill without meaning effect. Folks, I can tell you right now, when they were trying to uh, craft this. When our forefathers were writing the, even the Declaration of Independence, every word, every statement had to be on, on topic. There was no room for nonsensical writings of flourishes of the pen or the quill. It had to be precise saying, look, this is the, basically the Declaration of Independence, a big F you to England, but it had to be concise in meaning. No, no fluff pieces, if you will. So when you look at today's journalism, and I use that term very loosely, you can clearly see it's a lot of fluff. It's like one small little factoid that is right on the cliff's edge of also being a potential lie. And you shroud it in nothing but just frills. If you really think about every piece that you read from an author, just think about that. Think about what I'm saying here. The word preamble, which while accurate, does not quite capture the full importance of this provision. Preamble might be taken, uh, we think wrongly, to imply that these words are merely an opening uh, rhetorical flourish or uh, rhetorical yeah rhetorical flourish, um, rhetorical flourish or frill without meaning effect. To be sure, preamble usually conveys the idea, and that when you hear preamble, you kind of think like let's just say the uh, the opening to a book. You, you, you know, you open the first pages, you get past the index, the glossary, all the stuff. And then depending on which kind of book you read, um, you, you see like the notes to the editor, the shout outs, stuff like that. You think preamble, you kind of think that, right? Just keep that in mind. Preamble usually conveys the idea that this provision does not itself confer or delineate powers of government or rights of the citizens. Those are set forth in the substantive articles and amendments that follow in the main body of the Constitution's text. I think this is dead on the money. We read the preamble, and we don't think that there's any kind of legal merit to it. It's just like uh, it's kind of like the uh, the guy before the UFC fights like let's get rid of it. That's what we view it as negative. The preamble in the very short 52 words kind of give a very, very, I wouldn't say generalized yet, very specific outline to what the Constitution's intent is. The general, way, I mean, there's so much there, but that's also why within those 52 words and those sentences, there's a lot of gray area that you could you could argue. But that's why you have to fall back on the principle. What is the principle of this? Hence the Second Amendment. I talk about that a lot of the times out there, like, well, bump stocks don't count. Yes, they do. The principle of the Second Amendment is to defend yourself against a potentially tyrannical government. Therefore, translating to whatever the government has got access to, we the people should have access to. That makes perfect sense to me. Because when this Constitution was first crafted, it took like 10 years to ratify this bad boy. Okay, We didn't just declare independence, fight the war, and boom, we've got the Constitution. There was a lot of arguing. A lot of arguing as far as what goes. That's why we have to respect and appreciate the fact our founding fathers. Now, I'm not going to look at these people as godlike figures. They were imperfect as well. They were. But what they crafted here was a method of government that has been so insanely effective that has ultimately protected the rights of the people, the people that just fought a revolution against England. But what did they fight this revolution with? Guns, cannons, machetes, hatchets, you name it. Whatever you get your hands on, that's what we're killing these people with. So if you say that bump stocks are not covered under the Second Amendment, if you say, for example, magazines aren't covered under the Second Amendment, this is a legal tactic that the left has taken to try and pull away your rights bit by bit by, and I'm sorry to go off, I need to stop. I know I'm going, and I want to cover the amendments. But the Second Amendment is is the most important amendment there is, folks. You cannot tell me. You cannot sit there and make the claim that you are a conservative and then go after the Second Amendment. And you already know where I'm going with this one. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hit the like button, folks, and leave a comment. It does a lot for me. Let's keep going. It was well understood at the time of enactment that the preamble and legal documents were not themselves substantive provisions and thus should not be read to contradict, expand, or contract the document's substantive terms. But that does not mean the Constitution's preamble lacks its own legal force. Quite the contrary. It is the provision of the document that declares the enactment of the provisions that follow. Indeed, the preamble has sometimes been termed the enacting clause meaning given the reasoning behind why this Constitution is here, thus giving it power, speaking truth to power, speaking, speaking power to truth in a sense. I guess you could, you could coin that either way. The enacting clause of the Constitution and that it declares the fact of adoption of the Constitution once sufficient states has ratified it, we the people of the United States do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. It came from the people, was voted on by the people, and says this is how we doing it. This is how America will be founded. Now, I want to push pause on this. Given meaning to the preamble, the preamble of the Constitution has been largely ignored by lawyers and courts throughout American history. This is a hard fact we all have to understand and and come to terms with, folks. Is that even though. Democrats, by and large, say that oh yes, we do have a constitution. They regularly, and it's not even just Democrats, they regularly try and violate it. and And here's the thing: it's not like they won't try. It's like, well, that's against the constitution; you can't do it. Oh no, 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 no! They'll do it. But then it goes to courts. You see the courts, specifically the Supreme Court, coming in saying that's not constitutionally sound. So we have to remember that when you see the left pushing these 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 these, uh, these policies. That might go into effect. Well, you're going to give it time. and This is a beautiful thing here. In the legal sense that um, uh, my phone's getting blown up. Shit, I got to, yeah. In a legal sense, you've got to give it time to be fought back against. So when you see something hit the scenes in, in the population, you see it just kind of like, and it has a very unconstitutional sound to it. Give it some time. Now, I'm not saying like, ah, just disregard. Watch it as well. But this this gentleman, this is by uh, Erwin Cherminski, Dean of Berkeley Law School. But long ago in Maybury versus Madison, 1803, the court declared it cannot be presumed that any clause in the Constitution is intended to be without effect. And therefore, such construction is inadmissible unless the words require it. If the preamble is read carefully and taken seriously, basic constitutional values can be found within it that should guide the interpretation of the Constitution. It's like saying, look, this is giving you the tone of the document you're about to read. It gives a, it gives a better context in a sense, I guess you could say. Then we have the preamble significance for constitutional interpretation. This comes by Michael Stokes Paulson, distinguished university chair and professor at the University of St. Thomas School of Law. The preamble or enacting clause of the Constitution is more than just a pitcher's long-winded windup before delivering the pitch to home plate. It is the provision that declares the enactment of this Constitution by we, the people of the United States. The Declaration has important consequences for constitutional interpretation. While the preamble does not itself confer powers and rights, clearly it doesn't. It's not giving. It's not. That's what the articles are for. And each article has its own meaning, has its own reasoning. The interp- While the preamble does not itself confer powers and rights, it has significant implications both of how the Constitution is to be interpreted. All right, I'm going to end it here. I want to read the preamble now one more time for you. I know I'm spending more time on this than it's required to, but we have to wake up and understand. In order to understand the Constitution, we have to get the context and the premise behind the words here. So, again, let me read for you the preamble. Now that we've heard from these, these lawyers out here, and I do agree with their words here, uh, as, as uneducated as a lawyer as I might be, because I'm not a lawyer. Um, I love this. Now we're being given, you're ge- being given the background. What is this for? So once again, let me read this for you folks. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, the union being the uniting of these states, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense Promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. I hope that has a better ring to you now because the preamble is just sitting there saying, Look, this is what the Constitution is for. Read the articles below, and we're going to get into the weeds on this one. But this is why we're doing it. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does. I hope it does. That's and again. We need to educate ourselves on what the Constitution entails, and I do want to take it. De- I do. I want to go in depth on the Federalist Papers. I, I want to look at these things because, folks, in order to go out there, in order to go out there and debunk the lies that any politician has to say, this is beyond left versus right. This is beyond Trump versus DeSantis. This this supersedes it all. This is we the people. We a collective body that can or compose the, these United States. These, this is the law. These are the laws that our forefathers set forward and were adopted by these United States. We need to understand this. Understand your constitutionally protected rights because folks, when you're not educated on this, people will take advantage of you. You know, the first thing that comes to mind, and you're not going to like this, but when a cop pulls you over, you need to know your rights. You do, because here's the deal: they're going to try and push the line. I'm not again. I'm not accusing all cops, but I think we've come to a point now where you see enough videos where a cop sometimes. And I'm not demonizing all police. Don't take it this way, but sometimes you'll see a cop try and push that line a little bit and say, eh. "It's like, hey, that's not. Uh, you can't do that. That's my constitution-protected right." They'll try. They might get away with it, but as soon as you sue those guys, they're going to lose. Because sometimes I tell people, it's like, battle it out in the courts. Battle it out in the courts. I'm not saying that, you know, here exist these constitutionally protected rights. They're never going to violate them. Oh, yes, they will. Oh, absolutely, they will. The state, the government, gu- oh, 100%. But that does not mean that the act of the violation is going to go unpunished. Sure, they're going to come after you, but you do have the right to defend yourself. And if you got the constitutional law defending you, bro. There you go. So that's what I'm saying. Hopefully that, that makes sense. So there we go with the preamble again. What do we learn from this chat? The enacting clause, right? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So hope that, hope that resonates with you. I want to do more of this in the future because I feel this is very important. We, the people need to educate ourselves on this. Um, Yeah. All right. Let's get into the news. Man, we're already at an hour on this pod. Okay, Elon Musk once again hails X as the best source of truth after Biden gets community noted over inflation claims. Oh, you got to love this. Since relaunching community notes, formerly known as uh, Birdwatch, Elon Musk has been time and time again praising the feature, implying that it makes his social media platform X the best source of truth. I wouldn't necessarily call it the best source of truth. But I would certainly say this is more so the best platform for the community, for the people that utilize it to come together and say, look, this is clearly wrong. Here's the sourcing of the truth. Because I think when you make the claim the best source of truth, that means that the source itself, Twitter, should have some type of um, uh, voice to it, which Elon is clearly the face. But that voice, that Twitter voice is the one speaking the truth. No, it's, it's those within the platform. So I kind of, it's, it's like a little misrepresentation on my part, or at least the way I interpret. I could be wrong on this one, folks, but I don't think I am. I kind of feel like, and I get Elon's positioning here. You do want, like, let me, let me just pause, put it this way. I would go to Twitter Before I'd go to Fox News to get the truth. And I'm not saying Twitter people or Twitter news sources. I'm talking about the people on Twitter. The selective ones that you need to follow that you can at least acknowledge are going to give you the truth. They are going to give you the best version of the truth possible. Now, of course, there are a lot of bad actors on that platform. Yes, there are. But that's up to you, the listener, the viewer, the reader, to make that determination. But... You know, and I will get, here's, here's this juxtaposition. Truth social versus Twitter. Now, can you honestly tell me you expect to get the truth on truth social? If you, how many people in this chat on rumble right here, how many of you are still active on truth social? I still have an account over there. How many of you go to truth social to actually get the truth? Anybody? Anybody? True social is an echo chamber, a massive echo chamber of Trump. They're even they're, Thank you for confirming this in the chat. Uh, Jay Sachs says, yeah, it's an echo chamber. I told this to Rumble CEO, Chris. That's the beautiful part about being me sometimes. Like I don't have to backtrack on the things I say because I genuinely believe them. I genuinely believe them. You need the left. Otherwise we're just punching the air in these echo chambers and we have no ability to debate. Debate is healthy. Debate is needed. The spirit of debate must be allowed to flourish because in that spirit of debate, people are allowed, forget the debaters. The audience is sitting there listening and watching and they themselves can be educated to not just one perspective, but the opposing person's perspective. That's a great thing. We, we need more of this and truth in, in truth. Twitter is pretty good for that. I will say Twitter is pretty good for that. Truth social, no, it's, it's dying. It's turned into a Trump echo chamber. I had hopes for it. I did. But I don't think Trump betted or counted on the fact that Elon was going to buy Twitter because Twitter was dying. Like, Twitter was just not... Like, if you were a conservative, good luck. You're getting banned now. And it is, isn't it kind of funny? Like, I've said this before. Isn't it kind of funny that Elon at least levels the playing fields? And what does the left do? Boy, they pull up Moses and they head out in the world wilderness like, oh, we're going to Mastodon. We're going to uh, Threads. And what do you do? You run. You run from the fight. You run from the battle of facts and common sense. You run like cowards. And it's hilarious to watch. Oh, it's, it's the greatest thing. Well, you know, we we just don't like the anti- And then it's always the reasoning of racism or anti-Semitism or bigotry. It's like, well, there's just so much of it here. How many times were you racist towards white Republicans on these platforms and you get away with it? And now that you don't, it's like, well, we're just going to take our ball and go home. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. 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 Fine. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Get out of here. Get out of here. Stay and fight, you cowards. What 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 are you running from? Now, a lot of them do. A lot. And I will give kudos to them. A lot of them stay. Because again, isn't it kind of funny? You fall back to home court where you were allowed to lob these slanderous accusations at us with nothing happening to you. There is no penalty, but the moment a conservative does it, oh, then the pearl clutching pre- follows. And then shortly after, mass reporting. Because you do not like arguing the facts. You can't. I love to see this. I love to see this. I got a call with Rumble at uh, two, so I'm going to have to cut the short one, folks. Um, I am watching the story of Central Command, says Houthi attacks against ships fully enabled by Iran. Uh, For those that don't know, there were attacks right now, I believe in the Red Sea. A U.S. destroyer shot down multiple drones while responding to several Houthi, but Houthi, I believe comes out of Yemen. I could be wrong on that one. Uh, Houthi, Ballista, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh my God. Hezbollah. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep track of them anymore. There's so many of them, like uh, just ISIS. I mean, it's like, which one did they come from? Houthi was, I believe, Yemen or was it Iran? The Houthis? Houthis. The Houthis. Remember that from the show? I, I could have swore it was Yemen. Well, let's keep going, maybe. Um, responding to several Houthi ballistic missiles attacks against Israeli-owned and other ships in the Southern Red Sea, depending on U.S. military involvement in the Middle East amid the Israeli-Hamas war. Central Command announced uh, in a statement on Sunday, there were four ballistic missiles. It is Yemen. Thank you. Okay. There were four ballistic missiles attacks against three separate commercial ships in the Red Sea, including an Israeli-owned ship. While responding to those attacks, a U.S. destroyer, the USS Carney, shot down two drones. Uh, oh, my God. America is positioning itself to get involved again. Now we're shooting down drones. What happens if one of these attacks are successful? The media is going to run with this. They are going to run with this, and it's going to pull America into another war. It's going to pull America into another war, and that's the problem. We've got to be very careful on this one. I feel like America has got to be very careful on this. I understand supporting allies, but at one point you're going to have to sit there and like really ask yourself, see the overall picture, if you will, the overall picture while supporting our allies, we're kind of putting ourselves in the crossfire. We're going to get hit. We are going to get hit. And then what is America supposed to do? Exactly. Now we're in a war. We've got to be careful with this. It's very, very disturbing. We'll keep an eye on that one. Um, and last article of the day, folks, we're already in an hour and I gotta get going. I thought this is the greatest thing ever. Um, the Marvels ends theatric run with worst MCU box office ever. Ever. <laughs> Come on. Cameron. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. It's to be expected, though. The people are tired of this. They're tired of the nonsensical progressive BS that has been shoved down their throats. And look, these women—like, do they do they really look like I don't know? I just feel like this is not something a guy's gonna go on and watch. When you try and lead with heavy female presence and roles in very masculine positions, people don't believe you. No, and this is a beautiful point. Not even your superheroes—is it believable? It's that bad. Because here's the reasoning why. It used to be. That actors and actresses did not have social media, and you didn't really hear too much from them. They just did their shtick, and it was believable. But then you've got this Captain Marvel lady that wants to do these 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 you know um, progressive types of stances or have these, but nobody believes you. They like, oh, go, I uh, you know, and you you just come off as as hating men. So when you come out with a video, a movie that is massively female heavy leads, you expect men that you've you know antagonized for years now. You expect us to go to the movies and like, well, no. Now you are the face of that character. And now that character is rooted in your feminism. Um, so I don't want to watch it. I'm not going to spend good money. Because, folks, let's be honest. When it comes to movies now, you got to take out a third mortgage. The prices are insane. They are insane out there. It's ridiculous. But, yeah. Maybe Bree should be told by the studios to shut up. But then again, that, that is a factor of, you know, free speech. But again, when you are a company and that's who you embrace and you know that with them comes their, their big mouth, that's, that's the risk that you take. That's God bless free market though. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, and before I go, I I, I saw Napoleon's not doing good. I still haven't gotten around to seeing it. I was kind of waiting for it to hit streaming services because um, I was really excited to go see it. But unfortunately I've been reading a lot, a lot of bad reviews, a lot of bad reviews. Have y'all been seeing this? I was really desperate. I was like, oh, I hope this is a good movie. We, I mean, we need one. Come on, we need a good movie. We need a good movie that I think the left and the right can actually unite. I was like, okay, politics be damned. That was good. That was really good. But I thought Napoleon might, eh, it wasn't Napoleon. Uh, Ricky, the subs guy says, John, that movie sucked. Um, Disney CEO came out and said his company was too focused on messaging, not storytelling. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, GM, absolutely. Bob Iger has to concede to the fact that, yeah, we are clearly hemorrhaging money. Why? The the biggest reason, why? And it's not hard to find that. It is not hard to find that out. You can clearly see that. So, but all right, folks, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. I got to get going. I've got, we got to drop Athena off the the parents' house because Sheila and I are flying out early in the morning. Uh, I got some some other stuff I got to take care of. I still got to pack. Uh, a lot of stuff. It's only two days. so I'm going to pack probably like an extra pair of underwear and that's about it because dudes are so much different than women when it comes to packing. <laughs> so anyway, folks, do me a favor. If you could like this video, go share it with your friends. Uh, tell your friends about us and the Savage Podcast grows. The fire rises. Every time you give us shout outs, every time you hit that like button and you leave comments, I don't care what the comment is. You help the algorithms. You help boost us. That's what we're here for. That's what you see us getting more and more viewership. The following is growing. We're very appreciative. If you're voting for Donald Trump. You're welcome to the chat. You're welcome to the channel. I have no beef with you. It's the cultists I don't like. And the cultists are not exclusive. They're not exclusionary to one side. They're everywhere. Left, right, Trump. It doesn't matter. I do not like cultists. I do not like those that are dishonest. That's the problem. So anyway, enough about that. Go check out the topical thunder. If you've got pain issues, folks, money back guarantee. I'm that confident. Go check it out. Again, shellshockcbd.com, code Burke. Save yourself some money. Until, well, the next show will be coming to you from the RNC debates. I'm excited for this. I hope you are too. First time I'll be able to do something like this. And it's because of you. Thank you for allowing me to do this and represent you in the political spectrum. So until, I guess, um, um, Wednesday. Wednesday's the 6th, right? Today's the, yeah. Until the 6th, I will see you. And as always, you stay savage, America.
1: And I'll be gone my when- Past the paper bag that holds the bottle, feel the wheels rumbling beneath the floor, and the songs of